I can handle more than that. Whatever the situation is, as bad as it's looking, I'm greater than that. I have it. It's in control. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We receive your prophetic word to us today. We receive it. Hallelujah. We praise you and we thank you for it. You're greater than the situations that we face, how bad they look, Lord. You're greater than the feelings of hope, hopelessness that we're all often challenged by. So we take the name that is above all names and put that name above the situation that we face. Every name that we can name has to bow to the name that is above all names, which is Jesus Christ. So in the name of Jesus, we receive our victory and our empowerment today. Thank you, Lord. Now say this with me, Heavenly Father. Your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering. And that you would give it liberally, without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom, and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that I must be about my Father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting, amen. Now say this with me, I am a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We want to take the time and acknowledge those of you that are watching with us either on Facebook or on YouTube. We are glad that you're here uh, with us and we're excited about this series. We, we're coming to the tail end on some things that we want to share with you about intercessory prayer and we're going to do some things that are really uh, dynamic today. So I'm certainly excited that you're here with us and, and uh, you'll have some information that you can join with us and how to connect with the things that we do here at Destiny uh, Generation Church, where we're helping you find the path for your life. All right? Praise the Lord. So I um, just want to acknowledge, hallelujah, I just want to acknowledge. Praise the Lord. Just want to acknowledge um, the things that uh, Bishop Thompson was ministering on last week. In Jesus' name, just going to loosen up here. Get everything together. That was not good. That didn't help. Let me see if I move that outside, if that helps. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to try to do it like that. All right. I just want to acknowledge uh, some of the things that uh, Bishop Gideon Thompson, he came into town and um, 
we really have something special in him. Um, I'm hoping, I know that some of you, um, like I was, might have been away. I'm going to stand very still today for a minute here, just make sure I get everything okay. And, um, but if you were not here last Sunday, please, please take the time and go to YouTube. Um, first of all, you should go out to the YouTube if you don't have YouTube, you should get it. Put it on your smartphone, right? It, you, you'll be really smart. You take your smartphone and subscribe to the Destiny Generation Church YouTube channel. Still working out some, some kinks in our Facebook. Um, but the YouTube, you can go see a whole bunch of things there, and there's a lot of messages out there. And, you know, that scripture that he ministered on, that was the scripture... Um, that is a scripture that is um, the theme scripture for um, Apostle Ruby Johnson's destiny, um, Pathfinders International Network, Pathfinders International Network. It is the passage of scripture and um, Apostle's treatment on it that um, caused me to incorporate that into the confession that I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life. That was it. That was the first really thing that really sparked that scripture on it. And so for Bishop, not us talking about it, but just to, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, to minister on that, that's very, very significant. Very, very significant. He, you know, he went right down to the pay dirt. And then he talked and gave us insight about God revealing the path, revealing the path to us. And so if you were not here, this is your own pastor's plug to go back and make sure you get that. If you don't get that, you're behind. Okay. And you're going to miss some things that God wants to do for you. All right. So we're going to get back into engaging um, increase through intercessory prayer. Um, so we got some objectives here. Number one, to illuminate the authority of the believer and the power of partnership with the Heavenly Father through prayer. Number two, we said, and we're going to talk about that partnership in a unique way today, um, how you can partner with the Father in prayer and a specific type of prayer that produces a specific type of power in your partnership. Hallelujah. Number two, to identify ranks, regions, realms, and regimens of prayer that bring God's will to pass in, in the earth. All right? Now, this second one that we're talking about, um, God has some things that he wants to do for you and in your life. Part of the way that you get God, the, part of the way that you partner with God to get his will to come to pass in the earth is that you have to pray his will into your situation. Like the devil, he'll just take stuff and run roughshod, but God's not like that. You got to invite him in. Even when, you, even when he knows what you need, he still says you need to ask. It's the protocol. Right? You're in the presence of a king. You don't just say, well, he's just supposed to do it for me. 
President Trump, excuse me. Um, and uh, you don't do that. It's just there's protocol, there's royal protocol. Now, the challenge that we have is there is a certain level that God needs us to partner with beyond our capacity to understand what he's doing. If God told you everything he was working on in your life, you would tuck tail and run. So he has created a system where you can pray about stuff that you don't even know what you're praying about yet. And then he can work on those things that you're praying about. And then he can give you understanding as you get ready. All right. So when we talk about that there are, you know, these things in prayer that we do, that there, is, there are regimens of prayer um, that will bring God's will to pass in a level that you get to the end. It's like, man, I couldn't have even figured. It works so well. I couldn't have even figured this out if I had tried. And you need that kind of prayer, that kind of prayer that gets you into stuff that you can look back on it and say only God could have pulled that together like that. All right. Um, number three, to invoke the wisdom, willingness, and work ethic to, to prevail in warfare prayer that overcomes darkness with the kingdom of light. We've done some of that. And four, to invite Destiny Generation Church into the birthing position as we intercede for God to move on our region with revival. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 has been uh, one of the, the last two times that I ministered. I ministered from this scripture, and then I got some others that I'm going to take you through today. And it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So there is some strength that I'm supposed to have that's not my own. There is some might that I'm supposed to have that's not my own. And even though it's strength and might that's not my own, I can have it. All right? Not only do I have some strength that's not my own, I got some weapons that are not my own either. Okay? This armor that we're about to talk about is Jesus' armor. This is the armor when the devil was seeing Jesus and the demons start screaming. They saw his armor. This is the armor that he was wearing. And he gave his armor to you. It says it's the armor of God. That's what that said, isn't it? Okay. So you put that helmet down. He don't know if it's you or him. You do this in the name of Jesus. He don't know. He got to move just like Jesus was telling him to do it. All right? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, 
Praying always with, with how many types of prayer? How many types of prayer? Yeah, that word there is not just saying we pray all of it. It says we're praying with all kinds of prayer. All kinds of prayer. That means that if I'm going to be a prayer specialist, then I got to know how to have several types of prayer in my prayer toolbox. Right? You know, there's a statement that uh, if all you have is a hammer, everything starts looking like a nail. You understand that? So sometimes people only have one tool, and they just use that and say, well, it's not working. It's not working. It wasn't made to work. I can, I can take a screw and try to nail it in. It might, I might even be able to get it to go into the wood, but that's not what it was made for. Okay. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So there is something about spirit-led praying that's a part of your armor here, right? Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So I'm using the armor of God to pray and intercede for other believers. Perseverance, enduring, supplication, making petition to God for believers, not just for myself. But I'm, I'm putting on my prayer armor, and then I'm getting in there, and I'm seeing, if I'm seeing situations, then I'm praying for people, and I'm rebuking darkness off of their lives. Because I'm wrestling against things that's trying to take them out. That's what that said, isn't it? For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I ain't mad at people. People are just the puppets. Stop, getting, stop letting people get under your skin. I'm getting to the devil behind the people. And I'm, I'm persevering in it. That means it may not move just after one time. And I'm making earnest petition to God for those people. And for me, and for me, your spiritual leader, and for me, your spiritual leader, and if you're going to pray for all of them saints, you need to pray for the one saint that's trying to keep your soul together. I'm just, I'm just saying. That utterance may be given unto me. God, you got to give me the right thing to say. That I may open my mouth boldly. So that you know what is the secret thing of the gospel. Lord, have me to say boldly so that people can see things that they might not be able to figure out on their own. It's a mystery. For which I am an ambassador in chains. That means... I got to speak boldly even when I'm going through situations myself. I can't dumb down the word because my situation ain't all worked out. That I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Jude 1, 20 and 21, new passage of scripture for today. 
But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Ah, there is a prayer that's not just coming out of my mind, but coming out of the mind of God. And if I pray that prayer, that word there, build me up, says that it's like pumping iron for my spirit man. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So there is a spirit partnership where I get in prayer and I, I'm just beyond myself. And then the Holy Spirit gets down there with me, starts praying. Starts me to cause hear it and then he'll give me words to say that he's saying. He's interceding for me according to what God wants to happen in my life. Ever seen people, you know, maybe they got a car that's not so great, and then they're stuck out, and the car stops on them in the middle of the road. Then the hazard lights come on. And then you see this person trying to push that vehicle out of the road. Anybody seen situations like that? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all have been in situations like that. <laughs> and sometimes you're out there by yourself and then somebody stops their car, gets out of their car, comes alongside of you and helps you push your car out the way. That's what this scripture says, that the Holy Spirit gets on your side and starts to push your situation with you. Everybody goes to verse 28, but the praying part, if you don't get to the praying part, the verse 28 part don't work. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. But you got to have some praying in the spirit. There's some, there's some spirit partnership in that. That if that's not happening, things ain't working out. I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting. Whew, Lord, Lord, Lord. That has David Johnson's name on it. God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us. He does praying in us and for us. He does some praying. He's praying, but he's using your mouth to do it. That's in us. And he's praying for us. Making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. Ugh. You know, sometimes you think about when 
when Lazarus, they said, Where, where's his body? And they said Jesus groaned in his spirit. He, he, he got some prayer reinforcement. That's what that was talking about. He just go, hmm. That's not what they're saying. Okay? Talking about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit getting there. Why? He, he about to raise somebody from the dead. You need all the spiritual power. You're going to do that. Don't go in that half cock. You better have some Holy Ghost. Right? Verse 27, he knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked out into something good. All right, so we've given you some definitions on prayer. I'm going to skip some of them, but I gave you an acrostic definition. Prayer is petitioning royal access, yielding effective results. We've also said because we acknowledge God as a king and his empire as a kingdom, then prayer is our ability to access heaven and through that access to provide God with access to the earth. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? We said an intercessor is one who goes to God on behalf of another, fueled by the compassion of Jesus, or one who confronts demonic encroachments on behalf of another, and you got to do both. There's times when you're in prayer, in this kind of prayer, that you're going to God with supplication. And then there's other times where you're wrestling with the devil. And we saw all of that in that same passage of Scripture, didn't we? Some people said, I heard a, heard a real famous preacher, big, big, more people listen to him than listen to me. But I ain't, this ain't haterade. And he was talking about the fact that They have somebody to pray in, and then they turned around and addressed the devil. Well, that's what the scripture said we're supposed to do. You reading the same Bible I am? Paul was just talking about praying and supplication. Supplication is a petition to a governmental authority. And then talked about wrestling in the same scriptures. So all of that has to be part of your intercession. You got people in some bad stuff. You better talk to that devil. He'll talk to you. I'm going to kill him. You better talk back. You know, Goliath talked to David. David talked back to Goliath. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? Intercession is going to the one who has the answer on behalf of the one who has the problem. Now, I showed this, and some of y'all didn't see it, but go ahead and show, show my pic. When we were uh, down in, um, y'all like my picture? Y'all like my picture? When I was a kid, I, don't, be, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I always wanted a superhero that looked like me. I wasn't mad at nobody. I was just like, but where's the superhero that looked like me? And, um, and so I, I love this movie. I'm just, 
Now, there were some parts of it that I just couldn't get down with. They had a panther god, and they was worshiping ancestors. I ain't down with all that. I ain't down with but I like the movie. I like the general premise. Okay. I like the fact that there was some good guys, and he looked like me. I wasn't a gangbanger, a thug, a thief. I'm just saying. And, um, you know, a couple things that the Lord reminded me or just showed me. Well, first of all, just when you look at that picture, I just want you to know those muscles are not mine. <laughs> but hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I am working on them. I am working on them. Okay. Um, but guess what? When you face the devil, those are not your muscles either. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. There is some strength. Actually, those Greek words says it's God's muscles. God wants to give you his muscles. Not only, when you look at that picture, not only did he have a certain set of muscles, he also had a special set of armor. And God's telling you, I'm not only giving you my muscles, I'm giving you my armor. Now, T'Challa's sister, man, she was working that stuff. Here's all of the technology you could have. I loved all of that. I, I loved all of that. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, I, I'm going to work on that. I, I, I got some ideas. I got some ideas. I'm, I got to work on that thing because I think there's some power in that. But I want you to understand that God's telling you be infused with supernatural strength and ability. Be empowered with his special touch of strength. Receive God's inner strengthening. Take his power into your vessel. But that only happens when you're in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. When you get disconnected from him, it's like kryptonite, baby. You leave your superpowers. You have to have that connection with God to have the power. When you disconnect from God, you disconnect from the power. All right? So we walked you down through that special armor. And at the tail end of it, it is all kinds of prayer. So one kind of prayer that we talk about is praying in the spirit. But like everything else, it's difficult to receive if you don't have the proper foundation for praying in the spirit. So that's why we, we've been teaching you a certain way because I want to build a foundation for you to really receive these things in your life and know how it fits and works. But as I'm teaching this, I need you to do something for me. Okay, everybody look up. I need you to do something for me. I need you to receive what I'm telling you. You don't have to know how. I just need you to believe that if I show you something from God's word, and I make boldly known to you something that might be mysterious to you, you're not going to turn it off, but you're going to receive it as I teach it. Okay? 
That's very, very important. I need you to receive this. All right. So let's, let's build some key points. One key point that we must understand is that man, man, and I mean mankind, humanity, is a three-part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. Your physical body is not the real you. Whenever your funeral happens, if Jesus don't come first, we're going to leave your body. Somebody's going to bring your body and set it right down here. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach good. I'm going to preach the fire. Now, I ain't going to lie on you. I ain't going to tell them you was here all the Sundays and you weren't. But when I'm talking about that body, the person who lived there is no longer there. You got it? That means their spirit and their soul have left their body. Jesus said that you can lose your soul. Losing your soul doesn't mean that you lose all your memories. It's just that you can no longer, your will can no longer decide your destiny after you left your body. That's why you got to make your decisions about what your eternity is going to be right now. A lot of people in hell trying to get saved. Too late. They trying. They trying. They trying. Some of them have been trying for thousands of years. But their destiny is sealed. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. He wants to set you completely apart to him. And may your whole, and here's the three parts of you, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's easy for us to understand. I gave you a thing here that just explained to you the fact that your body is not you, that, that when you die, the real you leaves your body. The part that's hard for us to get is this spirit and soul. The soul of you is the part that has your understanding. Everything you think, everything you, um, you know, believe, what you want to do, your thoughts, your will, your emotions, your imagination, your intellect, or how you process information. That's your soul. Your spirit is a deeper part of you. What happens when you get in trouble is that your soul steps aside and whatever you have deposited in your spirit in abundance will come out. So if you get in a crazy situation and your mind shuts down and then green leaf comes out of you or You know, some of the, some of <laughs> the have and the have not start, the gospel according to Tyler Perry starts coming out of you. You in trouble. You in trouble. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart. That means I took the time to really get it in me deep so that when I got in trouble, something deep came out. Some people get in a situation 
And then when their mind steps out, they start cussing. Yes. You in trouble. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you in trouble. You ain't got no, there's no, there's no power of his might in that. You in trouble. Okay, so now think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding. So your heart and your understanding must not be the same places. Your heart must not be your understanding. All right, so your spirit man is deeper than what everything that's going on in your mind. That's the part of you that when God tries to talk, he tries to talk to you. I can't hear God. I, I pray I can't do that. See, because your soul is so loud, you can't hear your spirit. That's all that you're saying. It had nothing to do with God. When my soul gets so loud that I can't hear my spirit, then I got to shut down all of the TVs and all of those other things that got their voices in. Right? And then in the evening, this is one of the things I do. In the evening, I'll go, I'll spend my evening praying and meditating, and I will ask a question. Now, don't sleep with the TV on. If you ask a question to God at night, thinking you're going to have an answer in the morning. But if you do that, when, when your soul shut down, then God can talk to your spirit because now he can get a word in edgewise. Another thing you do is you fast because fasting, the scripture says in Isaiah 58, humbles your soul. It, it makes your souls have to shut up and sit down. Now, your body going to be screaming, telling you, you need to eat now. Tell it to shut up. It'll listen. You won't die. Most of us carry a little excess package. You got some reserve. I ain't mad at you. But you got some reserve. You won't die. But you got to get your soul down so that your spirit can be the thing that rises up to the top and hears God. Because he, he, isn't, he isn't mainly talking to your mind. And you're used to talking, you're used to hearing your own mind. So because of that, you can't hear him because your mind's so loud. How do I connect with God? God is spirit. So he's not going to primarily talk to your physical body. We heard God and they thought it thundered. They heard him audibly, but they thought it was thunder. Because he's not primarily talking to your mind, to, to your physical body, to your physical ears. Now, you can have a vision like that, but, but don't, well, God's got to come down and talk to me audibly. Okay, keep waiting. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. He, he has not obligated himself to do that. He's not primarily going to come down and talk to your mind first. He's going to drop a thought in your heart. 
sometimes, sometimes you can feel a thought coming from here that didn't come from here. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit. You'll hear thoughts coming from a different place inside you. I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to give you ways to grasp hold of spiritual truth. All right. Now, because I'm a three-part being, each part of me has its own voice. Most of the time, we hear the voice of our souls, things that I have thought and planned to say to you come out of my soul. But our body has a voice, too. Ever been sleeping? And they say, are you hungry right now? Hey, get up. There's something in the fridge. I need you to go get it right now. Your body talk to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It talk to you. Yeah, it does. What I want you to recognize is that there is a voice that's beyond your soul and beyond your physical body, and that voice can talk to God, and God can talk to that voice. All right, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4, and then I'm going to read 10 through 15. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. He who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men, but who does he speak to? God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. He's talking about really good things that God wants to bring to that person, bring to pass in that person's life that even that person don't even understand yet. If God could only deal with me at the level of my understanding, he can't be God. I could be God if I understand everything he was doing. He has mysteries, and he has ways to work stuff out, but he needs your prayer participation, so he gave you a way to work on it without you even knowing what it is. Because if you can work on it without you knowing what it is, then you can't even mess it up. How many of, of us have done what Abraham did with Sarah? We know we have a promise for God, but since we know we got a promise, we're going to help God out. And instead of getting Isaac, we get an Ishmael, which doesn't speed us up. It actually slows us down. So God has given us a way to pray situations out beyond what we can understand so that we don't get in our own way. Oh, I'm, I'm the only one that tried to help God out. All right, y'all yeah, fronting on me. He who prophesies speaks with edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks with tongues edifies, builds up, body builds his spirit, man, for himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Now, we hadn't had any conversation about it, but we heard a word of prophecy before I preached today, didn't we? That word was to provide exhortation 
edification and comfort. Thank you, Jesus. I needed it. Thank you, Jesus. I needed it to the church. But that's different than a tongue where one person is edifying their own spirit man and just talking to God. See the difference? We saw it today. All right. Now let's look at verse 10. There are, it may be so many languages, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I should be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Lady Nedra and I were just recently, last week we were, when you guys were here, we were in the Canary Islands, and the Canary Islands, um, it's a part of Spain, but it's really a part of, it's just off the coast of Africa. Like you, a thousand miles from Madrid where we flew from, but you're about a hundred, um, less than 200 miles from North Africa. Colonization. Wakanda didn't make it there. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Colonization. And, um, and so it was like these islands were like their Hawaii islands, Right? So there was a bunch of people from all over Europe flying into there, right? And so Nedra and I were listening to the language. The Germans, this is how it talks, this is how it sounds to us. It has a certain, and then the Russians, each one had their own kinds of things. It was hilarious. It was, it was, you know, but we could tell, even though we didn't know what they said, we could listen just to the sound of their language and know which country they were from, but we didn't know what they were saying. Each one has its own kind of significance. That's what that scripture is saying. Okay. Now, verse 12. Even so, you, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in tongue, in a tongue, Pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. There is a prayer that I can pray in my spirit that my mind doesn't even know what I'm praying about. But I've learned before that I'm praying out mysteries, good things that God wants to do in my life that I'm not even ready to understand yet. Okay. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. So one does not negate the other. Praying with the voice of my soul, my understanding, doesn't negate me praying with my spirit the things that I don't understand. He says, I, should, I shouldn't just do one, I should do both. Then he says, I can sing or worship with songs that I know, but I can also worship with songs coming out of my spirit. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing. I will also sing with the understanding. Three key points of prayer in the spirit. Number one, a believer must receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to pray in the Spirit. 
We get that from Acts chapter 2, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and then they spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Number two, every believer is entitled to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we must ask for it by faith. That's Luke 11 and 13. Jesus said, if you being evil fathers, natural, human, earthly, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? Now, he knows you need him, but you still, you still have to ask him. All right. Number three, baptism of the Holy Spirit and prayer in the spirit is part of the power force of your spirit, man. Building yourself up on your most holy faith, edifying yourself, praying in the Holy Ghost. Right. Now, remember, what did I say? I'm not asking. Pastor David, I don't know how it's supposed to work. I ain't telling you you're supposed to know how it's supposed to work. I told you you're supposed to receive it. I told you this because if you'll. If your soul get in the way, your spirit going to be sitting there wanting to do something, but your soul is telling it it can't, so it can't, it'll stop. The Apostle Paul said, I will pray with the spirit. So either I let my soul go with me or I don't. I will pray with my understanding. I, what, what happens if I start praying, praying in the spirit and I can't stop? You want to stop? Stop. It's your will. I will pray in the spirit. No, you just watch, you watch a bunch of religious people doing some stuff, calling it God, saying they was out of control and God was making them that way. It's not what Paul said. He said, I will. You can turn off you praying with your understanding. Don't you turn it off? You get done, you get tired, you fall asleep, you turn it off. Some of us just run out of words. I ain't got nothing else to say. God, amen. <laughs> Hold it. If you can turn that on and off, you can turn it on and off your spirit because Paul said the same thing. The challenge that we have is when we're praying with our spirit, because our understanding is unfruitful, our mind wanders. Our mind wanders. If you don't give it something to work on, it'll just, you sitting here, but your mind, it's just floating all around. Because you it don't have nothing to work on. Your spirit is praying, and now your mind has to sit there. Because it's, it's used to being in control. Three kinds of tongues in the spirit and scripture. I'm going to give you this and then I'm going to tell you a story. We'll be done. First is your personal prayer language. Three kinds of tongues. First is your personal prayer language. You're speaking not to men, but to God. Somebody say, I don't like how you sound when you talk in tongues. I wasn't talking to you. You're not speaking to men. You know what y'all just read? Your tongues don't sound right. No wonder you confused. You're reading somebody else's mail. I wasn't talking to you. I'm speaking to God. But I'm speaking out mysteries. 
hidden things, not hidden from me, hidden for me. God has created a system where I can communicate with him and I can't even get in the way. You know, at GM, we work on cars before they come out. So GM has a way where it camouflages the car, where we can work on the car and we don't even know what it looked like yet. We, don't, we, don't, we haven't even seen it, but we're working on it. That's what it's like when you're praying in the spirit. Not only do we not know it while we're working on it, Ford and Chrysler don't know it neither. So it's hidden from our competition, but it's also hidden from the, the people that's in the company. And we're still working on it even though we haven't seen it yet. That's what it's like when you pray in the spirit. Now, I always loved Christmas when I was a kid. I wish I could see my presence early, but I couldn't. I just had to trust because of the character of the person who gave me the gift that whatever's inside that box, I'm on light. I got excited just looking at the outside of the box. That's what it's like when you're praying in the spirit. If you do it right, you're getting excited because you trust in the one who gave you the gift. It's giving you something good. I'm trying to help you. Your personal prayer language. Number two is a communique from heaven. I have a phone. Actually, I got two of them. On me. <laughs> and... I can call out, but they can also get a call coming in. And so there is a kind of tongue where somebody gets an incoming call from heaven for the congregation. Now, one kind is just you talking to God. You're not talking to men. But there is a tongue that happens where God says, I'm going to turn around and use a tongue just like you heard a word of prophecy. We could have had a tongue that was supposed to be for something for the congregation. Now, if you get one of those, we have to sit and wait for somebody to say, I, I understand what is said, and I'm going to interpret the tongue. Now, that's why it says that prophecy is greater because one person gives you the whole message but if it's a tongue with interpretation, it comes in two parts. Somebody got to say it, and somebody got to tell us in our known language what it meant. Now, it is an interpretation of tongues, not a translation of tongues. Now, why is that important? Because sometimes they'll say, and then somebody say, it said, it meant that. And you're like, man, they said a bunch of words over here, but he only said a little bit over there. Or they'll say a little bit here, and then somebody say, D -d 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 that's what it meant. It's an interpretation, not a translation. It's not a word-for-word -word thing. Your pastor teaching you real good. First time I saw Bishop Gideon Thompson, he was doing that kind of tongue. Now, there's a lot of people doing that personal prayer language, 
but a few, a lot less doing the kind where you do the tongue with an interpretation. But that dude, he did that thing, didn't he, Apostle? He did that thing. They came for him, but he did that thing. He did that thing. All right? Um, so I want you to understand this because if there is somebody, and I've sensed, do you see how Minister Tracy, she yielded to my gift because I'm in authority in this house. So if she got a prophetic word, she had to check with me to make sure we, I'm cool with it. And if I'm not cool with it, don't take your ball, run home, start crying. I'm not ever trying no spiritual gifts again. Stop that. Grow up. That's why you've been through foundations class. Um... But I got, if there's somebody that does that, I'm also got to be sensitive. Do we have people that flow in the gift of interpretation of tongues? Now, it could be one person that does it, but it could be two different people that do it too. Communicate from God. But if I only get one half, we haven't got to the point where we got the edification yet, have we? That's a two-part to, 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 to get the full benefit, we, get to get, we got to get the two-piece, not the one. All right? Number three, there are tongues spoken or heard in a human language that was not learned naturally. Now, there are stories where missionaries have been in places and then they prayed and the people, sometimes they say it in the people's language or they say it in tongues and the people hear it in their own language. In Acts 2, they were just praying in the spirit, but everybody was hearing what they said in their own language. God was doing that translation function for everybody in the room. All right? Now, when you go back and read Acts chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you know how to place them. See, that's why you got a good pastor. He helped you. I just want you to know, like, I'm helping you to understand. Because sometimes people read these and they can't put them together. On here he said that. On there he said that. You can't be speaking in tongues because there was no interpretation. Well, see, you just read one. you taking one verse. You didn't teach the whole thing. You see what I'm saying? See, see, people do that kind of stuff and then they say it's not for the day. Stop it. You can't do that. You need this language. You know, I got one story and then we out. Um, about 10 years ago, um, I traveled on a business trip. And I traveled to China. And um, my supplier that... Um, that I was going there with, their, their home office was in Germany. But their manufacturing was in China. I had seen the home office and been to their place in Germany where the engineering was, but I was going to where the manufacturing was in Shanghai, in China. And... Um, so we're there, there's all these white dudes from Germany, all these Chinese dudes 
homegrown, and it's good old chocolate me from the good old U.S. of A. Hallelujah. And, um, <laughs> and so we're there, and we're doing business. They're walking me through things, and I'm asking them questions, and even though these people speak German, these people speak English, they're doing business with me. As these people speak Chinese. They're doing business with me in English. And at one point in the meeting, it's getting intense, not, not negative, but it was just an intense conversation. We're going back and forth because, I listen, I'm in charge. I need to make sure this is right. Sometimes I tell them, be nice to me. I'm the customer. Listen, I'm the one in charge. Don't get it twisted. If I don't sign off on this, y'all don't get paid. And so there would be times I would ask them questions, and then at one point, they, the people on one side of me said, excuse us, David, we need to have a conversation. And then on one side of me, they start talking to each other in German. On the other side, they start talking to each other in Chinese. I said, that's fine. Y'all talking another language I don't understand. I got a language you don't understand. Well, they talking to each other. I'm talking to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. I'm talking in tongues. Yeah, 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 I'm talking in tongues. Because Cause see, don't think you're going to pull something over. If, if I need to know, he'll tell me what you said in German, and he'll tell me what you said in Chinese, and your eyes will get all big like, how he know that? Listen, y'all, this, this, is, this is reality. This is reality. We are a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered church. It's not just what you do in your understanding. God wants you to know how to flow and receive the things of the Spirit. One scripture and then we're done. Mark chapter 16, verse 14 through 18. Later he, Jesus, appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. See, that's why if you're going to flow in this thing, you can't be unbelieving. And you can't have your heart or your spirit so hard that you can't receive and God can't even break through to you. He rebuked them because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Somebody preached to them a mystery and he said, y'all should have believed what they said. That's what I'm telling you. Even if you don't understand how this could work for you, you should still believe it. You should still receive it. It's God's part to do it. Okay, now look at verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, signs will follow those who believe in my name. And then the rest of the things will happen in my name. They will cast out demons in my name, in the name of Jesus. They will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, that's a good Flint revelation. It will by no means hurt them. 
Yeah, we need that here in Flint. Oh, yeah, we need that. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Yeah, Jesus knew. He knew what was going to happen in Flint. They will lay hands on the sick in my name, and those sick people will recover. But the key thing is they have to believe. Key thing is that they have to believe. Now, we sung about that his name is a name above all names. But can you, you don't have to know how. That's his part. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That power in my stuff is his job. Your, your part is to believe in the Lord. That's your connection point. Come on, let's stand. Did you get something out of this? Just want to talk to those that are online. I, I pray that I challenged you. You know, there's some information they'll give you about, about giving. If you want to support our ministry and connect with us, we just want to give you an uh, opportunity to do this. But, and, and that's there, and there's information there. Please take the time. We want to just spread this gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. So that's what your giving does. That's what you, it just helps us. To get ready we're, we're going on TV we're going on radio we're going to start streaming our services we're coming to the whole world in Jesus name all right so thank you for that but I also want to deal with what I've talked about today if I taught about salvation the way you believe and act on it is you pray for salvation and then you confess on the other side that you receive it, and then you begin to make moves and steps in line with what you believe. If I had ministered in a healing meeting about healing, I would preach and teach it, and then I would say, we're going to receive healing. And you're going to say, God, I receive this in Jesus' name. I may lay hands on you but you got to believe and I'm going to tell you to then act on what you believe at the level of your own faith. Right? If I was in a financial meeting and I was talking to you about what Jesus called preaching the gospel to the poor, that God has ability to oversupply you beyond your current level of need. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, I felt that in my shanana. Um, I'm going to have you believe that, but then I'm going to challenge you to give to activate that part because you got to get in on that at your level. So if I preach to you and teach to you about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I explained to you that it gives you a language, you're going to have to believe that, ask him for it in Jesus' name, believe that you have it, and then listen for words, and then set your mind aside and start the speaking. He's not going to make you, the Holy Ghost not going to come down and body slam you and take your vocal cords. 
The Apostle Paul said, I will pray in the spirit just like I will pray with my understanding. So you have to set aside your mind and allow your spirit to pray. The one challenge that I often have, the one challenge that I often have, um, I took a lot of Spanish when I was in high school and college. And then one of the things that happens is you're trying to hear them say words in Spanish, translate it, say the word in your mind in English, and then go back and say it to them in Spanish. That slows you down. When you really have immersed in the language, then you have to start thinking in Spanish and letting that come out of you. When you're starting to pray in the spirit, your mind is, has a certain thing that it's trying to go back and forth because it likes to be in control. And I'm just telling you, there is a switch inside of you. I'm telling you, as your man of God, where you can say, mine, I am setting you aside and I choose to pray in the spirit. Now, if you do it, it'll work. Now, some of us are just used to our mind. It's hard for us to get that mind to shut down. That voice has been running you a long time. It's not God. There's no problem with God. There's no problem with you. You just haven't learned this other part of you. See, that soul is old. Ever had somebody, they say he's an old soul? That soul of you, that's the part of you, that, that spirit part that got reborn, however young you did it, you're older naturally than you are spiritually. So that old part of you always like to be in charge. Shut up, I'm the person, I'm, I'm in charge. I'm the grown person here. And so to set that part of you aside so that you can pray in the spirit is a thing that, it's a wrestle, but it's, 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 it's not because it's somewhere out there. I want, some of us have so much unbelief that one time me preaching this is not going to be enough for you to get it. So I don't want you to feel like you did something wrong. But I do want you to know that there is a power for you to receive it. Now, in my standard confession that we pray for salvation, I always pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then I lead them in the confession. But a lot of people don't know how, what, how to take the next step. So I have to teach you this in the way that I taught you so that you can receive it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, and then I'm gonna, we're going to start praying in the Spirit. Apostle, Pastor Butler, if you feel led to go lay hands on some people, I'm going to ask you to do that. Sometimes you need somebody who is proficient to come alongside and supercharge you. Just like if your battery is weak on your car and then they give you some jumper cables and then they help you charge your car so that your car starts. Sometimes your spirit is so weak in comparison to your soul that you need somebody who is proficient in this thing to supercharge you to get you over the hump. 
That's why the apostles laid hands and prayed for some people. Some people just received it on their own. Peter was preaching in Cornelius' house, and before his altar call, they started praying in the spirit. They was already ready. Other people needed some supercharging. They needed the jumper cables, and they would lay hands. I want you to know this is available for you. Now, it's, I did as best I could and nothing happened. Don't, don't freak. Don't let the devil start talking to you. It's a gift. So it's not something you earn. Jesus said, if you give good gifts to your children, your heavenly father will give you the Holy Spirit. If you ask, so it's not, your daddy ain't holding back on you. Sometimes your mind may be getting in the way, but it's not God and there's nothing wrong with you. You were born again without spiritual birth defects. So don't say it worked for everybody else, but it can't work for me. Stop that. That's the devil. He lying to you. Stop that. It's the devil. Don't let him lie to you. It's my gift. Not, every, not everything manifests in a meeting. Sometimes people, some people will heal right there. That's why the Bible calls it gifts, plural, of healing. Some people he laid on was healed right there. Some people was healed as they went. So if it was only one way, why wouldn't the Bible say it's only one way to get it? Because it's not one way to get it. But the one thing you must do, you must ask, believing, and you must receive it. Even if you receive it now and fully expect, and it does, because your mind gets in your way. That's why I'm trying to tell, explain to you this thing about spirit, soul, and body. You got to trust what's, what's working on in your heart. Let God talk to you and let him talk through you. Say amen if you got all of that. God has an amazing plan for each and every one of us before the world began, before any thought, habit, mistake, and misfortune overtook our lives. So often we try to get our own act together before we come to the Lord. The reality is you can't get your act together. That's why you must come to the Lord. So while our heads are bowed, eyes closed, believers are praying, you like make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I can't get you to this empowerment of the Holy Spirit if your spirit is not born of the spirit, which is being born again. So if you'd like to receive that, you haven't received Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that's, that's all you need is to receive him. We're going to pray a simple prayer. You're going to believe it and receive it, and it's going to be done. If that's you and you want to pray that prayer with me, would you show me that by raising your hand? I, Pastor David, I've not made Jesus my Lord. I just want to receive that in Jesus' name. Right. My second appeal is this. Maybe you've received Jesus as Lord, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, and habits to get in the way. Maybe there's something that has you've allowed some static. It happens to us. Our lives have some ups and downs, some ebbs and some flows. Sometimes we just need to control all delete. We just need a do-over. We just, we need God to clear the slate with us. If that's you, you know, I've just, the Lord's just been dealing with me some things, and I realize that I've drifted or 
God's been just telling me, and I, Pastor David, I just, I just want to get my act together with God and just let God know that. Would you just show me that by raising your hand? I'm going to pray with you. I see your hand. Thank you, thank you. I see your hand. Okay. Or, Pastor David, as you were talking about this thing about the infilling of your Holy Spirit, now it finally made sense to me. I understand why it's important. I understand why it happens. I understand things that I didn't know. I want to receive that. I want to have that prayer power in my life. Maybe I had it, but I haven't practiced it on an active basis, but I have to be being filled with the Holy Spirit speaking. Maybe I had an experience at one time, but it's not current. That's you. If either of those is you, would you show me that? I'm, I'm believing God because I'm going to really pray about this, y'all. We're going to I want you to have power in this area. So show, I want to show hands on this one. I want to receive that empowerment of the Holy Spirit that you talked about. I'm fully expecting that God's going to move me to speak with other tongues. Amen. I see your hands. You can put them down. Finally, 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 my last appeal is this. I'd love to be your man of God. I believe destiny generates the church is a place where we're raising up a light of spiritual, social, and economic empowerment that will bring transformation to your life and through your life, the city and region in which we live. And so if you'd like to get information about membership, it's not for people that's already members. So you're good, you're good, I'm good. But I also want to always make an appeal for people to come and be a part of our kingdom community. If you have some interest, we'll just talk to you by the side after service. We'll have people give you information about the membership process here. And it's not real hard, but I just want to offer that up to you. If that's you, would you show me that by raising your hand in Jesus' name? Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to pray. And uh, but today I'm going to do it a little different because I want to spend a significant time praying in the Holy Spirit and walking us through that. All right. So let's everybody praying together. Heavenly Father, I come to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you for receiving me into your royal family. Heavenly Father, you promised me that if I ask as your child, you would give me the gift of your Holy Spirit. I'm asking you now, and I fully expect that out of my belly will come rivers of living water, that your Holy Spirit will rise in me and give me the voice to pray in my spirit beyond my understanding in jesus name amen keep your eyes closed don't open them yet i'm going to challenge you as your man of god if you've never spoken before if you have and you are a spiritual believer i'm telling you to pray right now pray under your voice but then we're going to pray louder together now this time we're not getting communication from God because God doesn't say everything he wanted to say. We're praying our personal language to him. So it doesn't matter what other people are seeing or hearing. You are talking to God. Okay? So I'm going to have you pray in the spirit. And if you want to have hands laid on you to, to, for us to get in agreement with you, if you're having difficulty, I'm going to ask you to come down front I know there's some um, one person I'm specifically looking to come down because I'm going to pray with him because there's some travel things that's going on. 
but but I want you to pray and then you're going to come to the altar if you want us to pray with you and come in agreement with you. I, we can do that, but you can receive this on your own. You don't have to have us, but if you need the help, the help is available to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I'm commanding you, and we're all going up together. And listen, if you don't know what to do, don't feel like you got to make something up. I didn't say make something up. I'm saying listen for words coming up on the inside of you and just turn your mind and just tell it, I'm stopping you and I'm listening for words coming from out of my belly, out of a lower part to come out of my mouth in Jesus' name. All right? So let's pray together in the spirit. If you want to come to the altar, we're going to lay hands on you, me, Apostle, Pastor Butler. We're just going to pray with you and believe God. That's available to you. You can come down. Now let's all go up together, those that pray in the spirit. Let's do it. And let's receive it now. It's fine. It's fine. Come on. You got to get comfortable with your own voice. If I told you to pray in your known language, you wouldn't pray all quiet. You know your voice. It's your voice. You have to get comfortable with it. The devil's trying to fight you. Remember, your mind is unfruitful. It's saying it's nothing. No, it's something. It's something. You're doing something. You're just getting, you're learning your own voice. Now, if you desire and you want to come forward and have us pray with you because you're having challenge, we'll do that as well. But this is really important. Listen, you can't, there's mysteries. God's got some cars, he's got some gifts camouflaged for you that you don't know yet that you need to pray about. He's got some things to work out that you can't figure out with your own mind. You need this. You don't need to leave this on the table. Listen, if you need help, I'm here. But you have to open your mouth. Out of your belly will flow. But you got your, God's not controlling the flow. He's not stopping it. It's your will. Hallelujah. You, 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 you be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, not from here, but from here. Get those words not coming from here, but from here. He said, out of your belly will flow. Hallelujah. Come on, Charles. I just want to pray with you. Come on. This was not my message. That story was not what I was planning on sharing today. But God, re, he, he interrupted my regularly scheduled program. And I, when I got down to that, I said, oh, that's what you want to tell him. Okay.
part of the international anointing. When they prayed in the spirit, the gospel went all over the world. He said, you'll be, you receive this power of the Holy Spirit, and then you will be witnesses of me all the way to the uttermost parts of the world. Wherever you go, you are his witness. He got you. I've been in these uncomfortable situations. But I go boldly because I know who sent me is still with me. I want you bold. I want you confident, but I want you hearing. Okay? You got to be sensitive to everything. This thing about the spirit. This is not, this is not just, we're not playing. This is not just stuff we do in church. This is what I do all over the world. And I want you to do it as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Charles, Lord, as he prepares for his travel to China. I'm asking you, Lord, to fill him and empower him with your Holy Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit, Charles. It'll come. You just got to open up to it. Our biggest challenge is not the praying. It's just that our, our thoughts are used to controlling the situation, and it doesn't let. Ever heard the phrase, Jesus take the wheel? We don't really like Jesus to take the wheel. We like driving. That's the challenge. Lord, I believe in that as he travels internationally, that you are open up his horizons. You're going to give him great visions and dreams. That your angels will encamp round about him, that your blood covers him, that your armor is upon him, that your favor surrounds him like a shield. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, abiding under your shadow, Almighty, and underneath are your everlasting arms. We are trusting you with this young man. We believe that this is just a foretaste. As you have begun to take him internationally so early, even on his own, that he'll know how to hear and be with you and not be alone. I've experienced it, Lord. People were talking all around me, but I have a private communication with you, and I was very confident that where I was, you were right there with me. And we're trusting you with his life, with his soul, with his physical body as he travels. Thank you, Lord, for sending out this ambassador of Destiny Generation. to take the difference of destiny to the uttermost parts of the earth. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap, everybody. Hallelujah. Now listen. Sir, but I saw a light on you, Charles. I saw angels dispatch for you. I saw that just like it was descending around you. And 
one of them had a sword in his hands. That was Michael. That was Michael. I didn't run up on Michael, and he showed me that. So you don't have to be afraid. The angels are camped around about you, and because others, because others are going to be with you, they are protected too. Go ahead and clap. Now sit down. We had just a few messages, and we're going on. Now listen, 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 listen. However things happen today, you I'm challenging you as your pastor even if words didn't come to you today do not say I didn't receive it don't say that don't say that just like there were gifts of healing some got it in the moment and some as they were going some of you are going to wake up praying with words. Because see, when you're in that coming out of sleep into awake, your soul is still down, but your spirit can say stuff that it couldn't say before. How many of you have woke up with answers and you knew stuff you didn't know the night before? Anybody did that? That's because your spirit can talk. God can talk to your spirit. Your body needs sleep, but your spirit don't. And so sometimes that part has to, so that your spirit can come up. Now, if you're challenged, your pastor is challenging you, turn off that TV. Stop, stop letting the TV be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, when you go to bed and wake up like, I can't, I can't be in a house that's silent. I need noise. Stop that. All your noise is top. You, you crowding God out. So get, get silent and let him talk to you, okay? I'm being real practical here because I, I want people to say, well, they got it, but nothing happened for me. Don't ever say that. If we laid hands on you for healing and it didn't instantaneously manifest, don't go back and say you didn't get nothing. Don't counterfeit what happened. Some people got healed as they were going. Just say, I'm, as they went, they were healed. You just, you just got to do some winting. Come on, Lady Nudger. Hallelujah. So we just want to thank all of each and every one of you that was here with us today. And I'm challenging you the same way that I'm challenging my congregation. That God wants to move in your life as well. He has things for you. And this thing about praying in the spirit is not just something that happened in ancient times. You need that power. Paul said he will. So he said he will. I'm saying I will too. And I want you to say the same thing and trust that God will manifest it in your life. God bless you. See you next time.